You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. This is Sarah Box, your host, and I want to start off by thanking you for downloading this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. As you know, it's a podcast all about shedding our limiting labels and beliefs so that we can each shine our light into the world and ultimately do what we were put here to do in our best way. Um, And I do believe that we are each capable of more than we imagined. And when we can clarify and align and declare our intentions out loud for good into the world, it will create a positive ripple effect. Um, I've seen it happen. I see it happen. And um, that's the whole purpose of the podcast is to share with you folks who have lived it and are living it. And our guest today is not going to let you down, um, but I want you to listen to what she has to say. And then if you find that you also have that undeniable pull to be a light or leave a legacy for good, um, and you want to join other brilliant women in your quest, um, just be sure to connect with us through our website and we will keep you in the loop of what's going on, what we're talking about and how you can get involved. But with all that aside, let's get started with today's interview with our guest, Nadine Mullings. Um, Nadine is the CEO and founder of Nadine Mullings Marketing Agency and the Women in Faith Plus Business Community, which is where I met her. Um, she is passionate about assisting women of faith in business to market and promote their businesses both online and offline using spirit-led marketing strategies. See the theme here, listeners? Um, She has over 20 years of experience in marketing and an MBA with an e-commerce specialization. So that puts Nadine in a position to use all that experience and education to help women business owners promote their brands using her proven best content marketing system. So she can share that with us. Um, But who she works with are coaches, consultants, and content creators, because she has a goal to help them get strategic, specific, and stay spirit-led so they can attract new clients, get repeat business, and build a strong social network. That's a lot. So I want to share with you, though, I found Nadine, and I'm not sure. The whole consider the thing of spirit led. I did not know Nadine. I'm not exactly sure how she ended up in my inbox. Honestly, it was probably through someone else. Someone tagged me. Maybe someone forwarded something to me. But I got an email and I'm thinking, who is this gal? And she was doing a summit and she was having people talk about, you know, the connection of voice, which always resonates with me because I think as leaders, Um, and powerful women, 
who want to have an impact, it can be easy to have our voice silenced or sidelined. And so I listened in to Nadine and her guests. And the more I listened, the more I thought, oh, I'm supposed to know this person. So anyway, Nadine and I have connected. I've since had the great good fortune of working with Nadine, um, and we are still working together with Nadine on our team. So with that as an introduction um, and a disclosure to my being a champion of Nadine's, let's welcome our guest. Hi, Nadine. Hello, so excited to be here, Sarah. Thank you so much for the invitation. I am all about no limits and no labels. So this podcast is great and I'm excited to be on here and to share today. Well, welcome, welcome. Um, I wanna start asking you um, by asking you a question that I ask all our guests. Um, and as that is whether or not there is something you do every day that keeps you motivated, um, to do the work you do and to inspire people beyond their limits through your work. Yeah, definitely. So one of my daily habits that I love to talk about is like a sacred hour first thing in the morning. And that sacred hour is really the time where I get to ground myself before the day starts. In fact, it was really dropped in my spirit several years ago, the importance of not turning on the television first thing in the morning, not getting into the news, not getting into the world's messages, but really tapping in and going within and listening to God before I start my day. So I've been practicing this sacred hour for many years now, and it involves several things. And I've added on to those things this year that I'll share with your audience. So during this sacred hour, I um, do devotional. I have a book, a devotional. Um, I follow Joyce Myers. She's amazing. And I've probably used mostly her devotionals for years. I've also used Joel Osteen's devotional. So it is a set 365 day devotional. It has a daily um, scripture, a daily um, writing and a daily prayer. So that really helps me to get grounded and to start my day when I read my daily devotional. After I read my devotional, I meditate on it. Um, so it really is not just reading it, but having it sink in. What exactly does this mean? What are the lessons that I need to apply? How can this maybe even apply to the day that I'm about to start? So really meditate on that word. Because sometimes I think in life, we kind of just do things and then rush to the next thing, right? So I've really taken up this practice of not just reading the devotional and the scripture, but meditating on it and thinking about how I can apply it in my life. So after I do the devotional, I have prayer. So that really is you know, expressing what's going on in my life, asking God to guide me for the day, for the week, for the month, whatever the case may be. So devotional and prayer has been a routine for many, many years. Um, what I've learned this year and I've added to to that sacred hour is journaling. And I'm just so passionate about it now because I realized, wow, this is something that I was missing in this sacred hour all along. So I really journal about the goal for the week. Um, I, I write down my thoughts around it, anything negative that comes up, I write around it. Um, and it has been so powerful and impactful to add that journaling piece every morning. So it really is the three main things that I do, devotion, prayer, and journaling. For the first hour of my day, I try not to text anyone. I try not to turn on the television. No communication with anybody else um, until that sacred hour um, has been accomplished. And that really sets my day in motion. So let me ask, you talk about, you know, you really saw a difference when you added journaling. journaling. Um, give me an, an example of one shift 
that happened that you're saying, you know, after I started doing this for a while, this started to shift for me? Yeah, so I've been working with a coach that talks about the importance of writing things down, right? If you're going to manifest in your life, and I believe in this strongly, you have to speak it, but I've missed the step of writing it sometimes, at least not on a daily basis. So for example, if you're a business owner or anything that you want to achieve in life, there's certain goals that you want, you journal it. You know, um, it is possible to manifest a client today. You write that down. It is possible. Then you start to think of all the ways that it's possible. It's possible possible through social media, it's possible through an email, it's possible for a referral. And you're just getting your spirit into the possibility of this goal actually manifesting. So writing it down is actually helping you manifest the goal that you're trying to achieve. And in the time that I've been doing the writing on a daily basis in my journal, I've seen manifestation, right? So I've seen the manifestation of the clients. And I said, wow, what has shifted as to why things seem to be flowing easily and coming to me now? And the only thing I could really attribute that to is the journaling, is the fact that I am writing it down every single day, and I was not practicing that before. So that's why I think that adding that other piece, I knew that devotional was powerful. I knew prayer. I always know prayer is powerful. But adding that third element to that morning sacred hour, I've seen my results improve even more because of that intentional focus and writing it down. I have one more question on writing. <laughs> because I think you, one of the things you noticed, I mean, you noted was that you talk about your goals and your intentions and all that, but you also talked about any kind of negative thoughts you had um, or worries. What do you do with those? Do you just note them? Do you dive into them? What do you do with them? Because I think that's a common, um, it's a common experience for us. And I don't know that we always talk about it. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing you have to do is recognize that you have this negative thought. So if you have a weekly goal of manifesting a client, what is that one thought that keeps popping up while you feel you can't achieve it? So the first thing is recognize it and then write down what that objection is. So once you write down that object objection, you can see it and realize, okay, is this really an objection? And how can I actually overcome it? And you overcome it by standing in your beliefs. So I believe God is in control. God has a good plan for my life. So writing all the things that overcome the objection is how you deal with the negativity that naturally comes up. We all lean to ne towards negative thoughts. So as you go through this process, you are going to have an objection to what to reaching your goal. There is going to be a negative thought that comes up as to why you cannot reach the goal. So acknowledging it, number one, writing it down, and then um, going against it by talking about all the positive things that make this objection not true. God is in control. God has a good plan for my life. Um, I am enough. I'm worthy. It's almost like writing the affirmations that help to negate that negative thought. Yep. Powerful stuff, Nadine. So um, audience, before we went, when Nadine and I were doing our tech check, I asked her um, if there was anything when she woke up today that was just like on her mind. You know how we wake up and we're thinking, well, I don't know where that thought came from, but it seems to be interesting, right? Something's on my mind. And I asked her what's been on her mind or her heart. Was there anything in particular? And so she shared something with me that I asked her to kind of share with you. 
Yeah. So when you asked that question, the first word that came to my mind was multiplication. So God has really been dropping my spirit, the law of multiplication, and that as um, human beings, we have the ability to multiply, right? We can have kids, we can, we can multiply, be fruitful and multiply. It's actually a mandate that God has given us, right? So really leaning into what does multiplication and multiply really mean? And if you really look um, in the Bible on a particular story of when it comes to multiplication was when Jesus fed thousands with five loaves and a fish or whatever the exact amount was. It was a very small amount um, that he had, but he was able to feed thousands from that small amount. And it really goes to kingdom math. It's not like natural math. It's almost like supernatural math. And supernatural math is a math of multiplication. And what I've been leaning into, and I was explaining to Sarah, I don't fully understand it yet, is like how we uh, are able to also uh, manifest and have that same multiplication, whether it's multiplying our impact. It's almost like when you think about multiplying your impact, it's that ripple effect. I love to call it the ripple effect. So you are not just impacting the individual that you're coaching. If you're a coach or whatever it is that you do in the world, you're not just impacting that one piece. There's a multiplication, a ripple effect in the impact. Um, we can have the same ripple effect with income. We have the ability to multiply. God has the ability through us to multiply the income that we're making. Um, so I'm really leaning into this, this word multiplication and what that actually means and our ability to multiply in the same way that Jesus was able to multiply and feed thousands. So it's just been in my spirit, but I don't fully understand or leaning into the law of multiplication and how um, we can be better at multiplying our impact and our income. And I think about it um, that I like the super math. I just reflecting on your language, which I really like. Um, but I think about too, for me, when you talk about multiplication and the ripple effect, I think about one of the reasons for this podcast is what happens if someone who was meant to have an impact or share their unique skills and gifts in the world doesn't step into it? What are we missing? You know, what's the opportunity? What's the loss to all of us, not just that person or their family? But all of us, because you never know how far that ripple will go from the shore that it got sent, you know, and yeah. I just feel like, whoa, I, yeah. I wouldn't know. What if you never stepped into what you were doing? We wouldn't have met. Right. Exactly. And so I just think about even when we're nervous or we're a little scared, what's the impact of that? So I, it's kind of a different way of looking at your multiplication effect or your multiplier effect. But that's a powerful thing to be thinking on. Nadine. Yeah. In fact, when you were speaking, what dropped to my spirit is the law of diminishing return, right? So if you're not stepping up, if you're not using your voice, if you're not using your power, it's diminishing the ability to impact other people. And I think what you said, Sarah, is so important because a lot of times there is fear associated with it. There's fear associated with voicing an opinion or standing up. There's fear associated with it. But we have to move past that fear and stand up to what we're called to do or say because of the ripple effect, because of the multiplication. We don't want a diminishing return, right? We want to multiply it. And so it's important that we push past the fear in order to really be impactful in the marketplace. Okay. So that, thank you for setting me up for my question for you. It's almost like you could read where I was going with this, um, which she doesn't know where I'm going with this, you guys. Um, 
when I look at kind of your background, your work background, and your education, your corporate background, was there a reason that, I mean, like what inspired, what spurred you and inspired you to leave corporate? I mean, you had a pretty, pretty sought after position. It was secure. You had good salary. Um, but then it just didn't fit for you anymore. So can you talk to us about how after 15 years, you recognized that wasn't you anymore and how you evolved into do the work you're doing today? Yeah, sure. I would say I was more pushed into doing the work that I do today. Um, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit from a young child. I imagined having a business, you know, like when we're kids and we play nurse or doctor or teacher, I was playing business owner, right? So I knew in my mind that this spirit of entrepreneurship was there, but I went on a traditional path, you know, get your education, get a good job where you have benefits, make good money. That's what we're all taught to do. So I kind of pushed that desire and dream of entrepreneurship and business ownership in, into the back of my mind. And I went on that traditional path. Back in about 2011, if you think 2008, 2009, the economy wasn't the greatest. Um, it wasn't the best of times, especially here in the United States. Uh, the position that I was in was being eliminated. And at that time when the position was being eliminated, eliminated, I was offered a different position. I was working for a financial institution and I was offered a different position in the mortgage department. So they said, we really want to keep you. We don't want to let you go. So you can stay with us in the mortgage department for half the salary you were making in marketing, but you have the potential to make bonuses and commission or you can take a severance package and we'll part ways. So it really was a push because um, I really felt in my spirit at that time, God was saying, it's time, it's time. You're comfortable here. You could probably stay here because the work was easy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people that I was working for. The money was decent. So I would probably just stay. I would have stayed. But without that push now, God is saying, it's time. You know, you had this in your spirit since you were a kid. And now is the time for you to take that journey and be on that path. Take the severance money and start your business. So I took a leap of faith and I took the severance money, a seed money <laughs> for my business. And uh, officially, I was laid off in 20, 2011 and officially started my business in 2012 and kind of wandered for a year. Like, what am I doing? How do I do this? What does this even look like? And then started to settle into this full-time business owner and entrepreneurship in 2013. So it's been almost 10 years. I can't even believe it that I've been on this journey. What's been one of the um, biggest surprises to you about the, your journey and what you've learned? I mean, that whole thing when you say you kind of wandered around and how do I even do this? That is so uh, common and yes. yet unique to the individual, right? Because yeah. we all bring different things with us. So what might be one or two of the things that that Nadine just went, wow. Yeah, um, I think that I realize that this is really a personal development journey. I think a lot of people think this is all about business, but 95% of this is about you growing as an individual to step into this thing and to run a business. So I think what I've learned through this journey is I have to become that person. 
I have to work on myself first before I can work on my business, right? Because I am the one leading this business. So it really is huge personal development and spiritual development. And this is the reason why I lean so much into the spiritual piece, because a lot of people don't talk about it, because this is a faith journey. When you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks, like regular people, you're saying, Lord, I have my light bill to pay. I have my mortgage to pay. I have food that I need to be in the refrigerator i'm leaning on you because you said this is what i need to be doing you gave me this idea so it really is a spiritual journey too so uh being a business owner and entrepreneur is honestly less about the business and more about your personal development and spiritual development so you can step into the business and be the person that you were called to be did you know that when you were first starting out nadine or what <laughs> so absolutely not it's through the journey. It really was yeah. the journey. I realized that I had to become more confident. I had to be able to, you know, step up and do the things that I need to do in life. So I absolutely didn't know that it was going to be a personal or spiritual journey when I started my business. So yeah, it wasn't until I started this journey that um, I realized that it had to um, it was really about personal and spiritual development. And that's why I talk so much about faith and business, because honestly, I feel like you can't really take the faith part out of it because having faith in yourself, having faith in God is important for this journey. So um, let's talk about who you work with. You are very specific about your company name and your, your client focus. So um, talk about how you got so crystal clear about that um, and who kind of helped you along your way. Did you have a coach or a mentor that helped you? Or and I know you mentioned that you work with a coach now, so I don't know if it's the same person or how you've evolved. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 an evolution for sure. Um, I'll give you an example. Initially, when I first started my business and I was trying to figure out, you know, my target market, who I'm really called to serve, I was running into a lot of realtors, financial planners and accountants because I was doing a lot of networking. Networking was one of my marketing strategies and way to grow my business business. And so I said, well, every time I go to a networking event, I always run into an accountant. I always run into a financial planner. I always run into a realtor. Maybe that's who I'm really supposed to be serving, right? So I did some market research. That's definitely a big tip. Whenever you're um, not clear about who you're supposed to serve in the marketplace, make sure you're doing market research. So I did some market research and um, in doing some interviews with realtors, financial planners and accountants, and even ending up having some of them as clients, I realized they seemed good and it made sense logically to target those individuals, but that wasn't who I was called to serve. And through time, I realized I was really called to serve women of faith in business who have service-based businesses. And particularly, as you read in my bio, coaches, consultants, and content creators. So I didn't come out the gate knowing that, right? It wasn't until I went on the journey and path of trying to figure it out and even working with people in other industries that I realized, okay, this 
something's a little off. It's not totally there for me. And then really looking in my heart as to who I'm passionate about and who I really felt I could serve. And it was more service-based women of faith because I leaned very heavily on the spiritual side of things. Um, and that was who I was called to serve um, to really help them create their ripple effect in the marketplace. Um, so think about someone that you've worked with over the years and what is one of the biggest shifts for that person from the work that you do? Because there are a lot of people out there who do marketing, a lot of people who do branding. I mean, there's a lot, um, but let's look at it through your lens. What is the shift for one of your clients or maybe a few of them that you've just seen great results with? Yeah, I think the biggest shift and the biggest um, thing that people struggle with is clarity right? They, they weren't clear. And a lot of times with working with me after the sessions, they always say, oh my gosh, it's so clear now. I have so much clarity around what I need to be doing. So I think the biggest thing is helping get helping them get clarity around what they need to be doing to market their business, who they're really called to serve in the marketplace, even their messaging, right, um, is one of the biggest shifts that my clients get. The second thing I would say is consistency. It's a thing that people struggle with when it comes to marketing. It's like one month they're consistent in putting their message out there and showing up in the marketplace and the next month they're completely silent and then the following month, oh, they're great at putting themselves out there and being visible and then and they're not so that whole seesaw of not being consistent when it comes to marketing their business i help them to be consistent by making sure that they have a calendar a schedule a plan around that um so i would say consistency is another area that i really feel my clients have shifted which really takes the overwhelm off of them because a lot of times people are like i'm so overwhelmed with how to market my business there's a thousand and one ways you can market your business how do i do it right so taking that overwhelm from them, helping them to be confident, clear, and consistent would be the key thing. And I know I've mentioned it a lot, but also helping my clients who tend to be women of faith to lean into being guided by the Holy Spirit, right? We all are given guidance from within, but we don't pay attention to that as much as we need to. We're always focused on external guidance, like with a coach or an expert or guru. And there is a place for that. As I mentioned, I do have a coach myself, but it's also important to to lean into the power within. So I think my clients really get clear on they actually have power within them and making sure they're tapping into that and leaning into the answers that already reside um, within them. What separates us from that voice within, Nadine? You know, I think, you know, people go, I don't, I don't understand how you can say listen within and or I don't have in, intuition, I don't have a sense of that. What separates us? the noise of the world. The world is very noisy and everyone is telling you what you should do, what you must do, what you could do, but we've actually been given a blueprint already and it's very unique. I always talk about like fingerprint marketing. You have a fingerprint for your marketing. It's unique, just like your natural fingerprint print is unique to you, your marketing strategy is unique to you. So if you're not going within, meditating, being still, 
pausing, checking in. Does this resonate with me? Is this attached to what I need to be doing in this season? And I'm not just following what everyone else is doing in the industry, or I'm not just following what a coach or guru said I need to be doing or an expert. So that's where I would say going within is important and really tapping into the inner guidance. We all have it. We all, so if someone is saying, I don't have it, you really do. We all, especially as women, I think we're doubly gifted in that intuition space, right? We're like, something doesn't feel right here. That's guidance. That's intuition. You have that feeling and guidance as well for your business and how you should be marketing your business and how you should be showing up for your business. So we all have it. You just have to go within, have the ability to pause, meditate, really feel into things. I always ask my clients, how does it feel? How does it feel? So not negating your feelings, but tapping into your feelings. And if they say it feels good, then we know we're on the right path because they're connected with the work, right? That's always a tough question for me. How does it feel? Because I'm so like strategic and in my head sometimes that, and, but the way to get there is exactly what it says, pause, just pause, be quiet, pause. And it's funny, every time I've ignored my gut or my inner knowing, I've looked back maybe even 10 minutes later and go, hmm, that was a bad choice, right? This way or that way on the road. You know, this is the shortest way. Don't go that way, go this way, right? And even on those little tiny things, right? We're connected um, if we pay attention, you know? And one of the things you mentioned, Sarah, that I'd love to point out is the, your head versus your heart. We can logically answer things and logically come to a decision or a conclusion that makes sense on paper. It makes sense on paper, but our heart speaks a different language. Our heart is different and pulls us in a different way. So I always lean into and tell my clients to lean into, is this tugging at your heart? Is this something you're passionate about? Is this um, something that you really feel in your heart? heart is the right thing to do. So think less with your brain. It's, a, it's like different countries, right? They're speaking different languages. Your brain is always going to think of the logic and the ABC, but spirit leaves you with the heart. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. It doesn't look right. It, a lot of times it can even be slightly crazy, right? But your heart feels it and your heart knows it's right. So I teach my clients to lean more on the heart side and less on the heart, on the head side, but keep your head in the picture, right? You you still need it. There's a reason why we have logic and a brain, right? So we still need it in the picture, but your heart is leading. Yeah, I like to say I got to keep my head in the game, but it doesn't isn't the only part that's running the show. Exactly. Yeah, there's more on the field. Um, I'm not really great with analogies, so we're going to stop with the sport analogy there. Um, it's so too funny. Well. Um, you know, we talked to us a little bit about your summit, the one that I was in the, around voice, and I know you have more coming and you've done more, but talk to us about where you get your inspiration for that and how you choose who you share. Because when we share guests and people, we're sharing a part of us and our and what matters to us, I think. Yeah, I love that question, Sarah. And I, I sometimes I feel like a broken record and people make fun of me. They're like, oh, she's going to say it dropped in her spirit or it was in her spirit. Right. But it's the reality of who I am and how I operate. And the idea of the summit that you're, you're talking about, which is the power of your voice, it was dropped in my spirit early in, in this year. We're currently in 2021 about the power of your voice. And actually, scripture was highlighted to me about how God created the world by 
the power of his voice, just his voice, let there be light. Next thing there was light, let there, he spoke and it, and it happened. And in my spirit, I was told we all have the same ability. We all have the same power because there is power in your voice. And I was like, wow, really? You know, that message kind of knocked me over. And I realized that it wasn't just a message for myself, but it was a message that needed to be in the marketplace in the form of a summit. So the idea to answer your question, Sarah, was spirit led. It came into my spirit and then I leaned into it, probably sat on it for a couple of days, maybe even weeks as what am I supposed to do with this? power of your voice message is it just for me to realize I need to speak up more and that's when I was leaning into it was like no this is actually an event this is actually a summit there's a ripple effect to this message that can impact other people so they realize the power of their voice once I got that instruction I moved forward with making it a summit and then I was guided to who needed to speak I work with a lot of coaches someone said half the people on the summit seemed like you, they were your coaches and I was like this is my coach this is my coach because I believe in the power of coaching but I was guided as to specific people um, that would be beneficial to be speakers on the summit so it was dropped to my spirit and I was guided as to the messaging and also through to the speakers that needed to be on the summit what do you have coming up because I know you have you have a lot of events coming up in ways that you're helping people so can you share with listeners what you've got coming up because my sense is there are people listening right now who said, I need to know more about what you're doing, how I can connect. So what are some of the experiences you've got going on that help people? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for asking. Uh, one of the key signature events that I do now is Marketplace Messenger Intensives. And it really is embracing the fact that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we are actually marketplace messengers. No matter what industry you're in, you have a specific message for that industry. So I do signature Marketplace Messenger Intensives, and I do them every other month. So um, depending on when you listen to the podcast, you can definitely check out my website to know when the next marketplace messenger intensive is and those are group intensives I make sure they're intimate so less than 10 people and we really work through the key foundational pieces of your marketing things like your purpose your vision your mission a lot of what we discussed on the summit we actually get clarity around those things in the marketplace messenger intensive so that is a group option and then I always have my calendar open for a one-on-one -on -one option so sometimes Sometimes my clients don't necessarily want to do the group work and they want to work individually with me um, doing an intensive. So I have three hour marketplace messenger intensives that people can sign up for and I work with them one on one to get really clear on those really marketing foundational pieces. So I would say that's my signature um, program or signature service that I offer the marketplace messenger intensive. What's your vision for your firm 10 years from now? I love that question because it's something that I work with with my clients, right? Vision. It's always purpose, mission, and vision. And I always share my work and what I've done to really get clear on my vision. When it comes to revision, it is when it comes to vision, it's important about having a big impact. And I really just want to be a resource and support for women of faith in business to really help them to have a ripple effect in the world. So 10 years from now, I would love to be 
I, I could even put out there, one of the top resources and support for women of faith in business worldwide um, to be able to really accomplish the things that God has given them to do in the work in the world and specifically with their marketing so they can make the impact that they were born to make. Well, so much for playing small. I love can't it. can't play small. We no. can't play small. We're not no, small I love to it. play small. But, you know, listeners, here's one of the things I love about Nadine, regardless of how smart she is and all the knowledge she has. I love there's a purity in your heart, Nadine, which is what resonated with me. When I first met her, I'm going, this gal, she's the real deal. What she shows up as is who she is. My bet would be if I showed up and said, let's go eat something, you'd be the same person. And I know you <laughs> like food, so we post so much fun. Yeah, just t tell me where and when, and I'm there. Yes, food, you're speaking my language. <laughs> yep, yep, me too, especially if it's fun. Um, and there's good coffee somewhere nearby. So um, Nadine, let me ask you, um, as we're wrapping this, this up, What's one thing our listeners would be super surprised to learn about you? Um, well, a lot of people confuse my accent. I think Sarah got it. <laughs> but a lot of people think I'm from up north somewhere. And they're like, where is she from? She has an accent. I don't know where it's from. But I was originally born in London and moved to the States when I was very young. So I moved to Florida. So I have that mix of British slash American. So I think people would be probably be surprised that I'm actually originally British. <laughs> and, and I've been in America. I feel more American than British, though, even though technically my my roots are, are British, but I have a Caribbean background. So it's a mix of Caribbean, British, and American. So it can be quite surprising um, for people as to where is this accent coming from? <laughs> That's, that is surprising. You have excellent diction. So I'm thinking, ooh, I would aspire to just be as crisp and clear as Nadine when I speak. Um, Sidetrack, rabbit hole. I just came back. So Nadine, <laughs> let's wrap up by... Um, telling people the places that you're on most, social media or wherever that they can connect with you best, and then a parting thought from you to us, and we'll wrap. Okay, thank you. So the best place to connect with me is on my website, nadinemullings.com. On social media, I'm mainly on LinkedIn. I really like LinkedIn as, as a platform for professionals. Um, just send me an, a connection request and let me know that you heard me on the podcast. That would be awesome. I am also on Facebook. I do have a group, Women, Faith, and Business. So definitely check out my Facebook group or even my Facebook page, Nadine Mullings. So Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. Instagram, Nadine Mullings. Um, those would be my social channels, but the main place I'm at is on my website, nadinemullings.com. And the thought I would leave with your audience is, um, especially if you're an entrepreneur or business owner and you desire to grow your business, is really to do three things. Make sure that you're being strategic. That is the best thing when it comes to growing a business is to not be random when it comes to marketing. I always say stop practicing ram, random acts of marketing. Stop <laughs> ramming <laughs> and let's make sure you're being strategic. So that would be point number one. And be specific. You'll be surprised how many people are scared to narrow it down and really figure out 
who they're called to serve because they feel like they're leaving money on the table when they narrow it down, but they don't understand that the multiplication happens when they narrow it down, right? So be specific. And the third thing I would leave with your audience is the importance of being spirit-led. You have guidance already in you. Go ahead and tap into that guidance. So when you're strategic, specific, and spirit-led, you really see the most success in your business. So thank you for that, Nadine. And we'll close the podcast. Um, Listeners, I'm going to ask you to go to Nadine's site, um, check her out. And then before you leave the podcast, just take a quick second to comment on her podcast or share it with someone else that you know. And just check in with yourself. You know someone who needs to hear Nadine's message. Share her podcast with them and help them have a ripple effect in the world. And with that, I will see you all or hear, listen with you all next session. Thanks. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.